0: Hello, and welcome to Sunny Side Up. My name is Meetul Shah, CEO of Demand Matrix. Sunny Side Up is 15 minutes of concentrated analysis and advice from startup founders, B2B marketers, sales and product leaders. Today, I'm joined by a very, very phenomenal entrepreneur and a technical leader, uh, Nishit Jain. Nishit, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, Nishit, while having a conversation, I was very intrigued during the conversation that uh, sometimes the attempt towards going to a startup is deliberate. Sometimes you ha- you know you stumble upon that, and it seems like your journey was a later you know type as opposed to the the previous one. Do you want to tell us you know, a little bit about your journey and how did you you know get started and how did you come about you know joining a startup? Yes, uh, so my journey started
1: from. Bigger companies, the well-known brands, but uh, I was kind of forced to shift and I got upon this opportunity to join a startup and that was the first time when I was forced, but the second was uh, a calculated decision. Hmm. Uh, to join a startup again.
0: No, But what was interesting for me was that, you know, that you started with the, you know, larger companies and, you know, there were layoffs. So the the division got shut down. uh, And that essentially, you know, kind of forced you, you know, into looking into different opportunity and you started with a startup. So many people in general would be way more, you know, uh, risk averse in that situation. But you chose to take even bigger risk with that shutdown and took as an opportunity to join a startup. So that was kind of very intriguing. Um, would love to you know understand a little bit about that.
1: So uh, the first thing was uh, I wanted to shift in the technology space itself. At mm-hmm. that point, I was somehow kind of done with the the multimedia background that I was coming in. Mm-hmm. I wanted to expand myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I was getting that exp- opportunity. And secondly, uh, I got to see that uh, it's a startup, but it is almost hundred odd people mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a kind of a big enough company, it's not that small uh, and as well as it is surviving, it's surviving since last five years. Mm-hmm. So I got a little more confident. Uh, it was not so difficult for me to like be scared of joining a, a small company as well as I was motivated by some of my relatives as well who have their own startups here in mm-hmm. So it's okay to join small companies there's no harm Mm. so at that point I was little little bit uh, maybe at the back of my mind I was a little skeptical but then as soon as I got into the company and I got uh, uh, got to understand the pace at which they're working I was wow
0: and was that a good wow or there was like holy shit I gotta work so much (laughs) no it was
1: a good wow seriously it was a good wow
0: Interesting. So like in in a, you know, India is like, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal, you know, place in a way that everybody's entrepreneur, but nobody wants to take a risk, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially like your domain, which is so specialized very hardware in embedded systems, where uh, there are fewer number of companies that are essentially doing that. And there are fewer number of opportunities exist, you know, in that how did you even decided that you know this is the company i want to go and work for or this is the area i want to take a chance and i'm sure there was a lot of uh, pressure from you know family uh, you know close as well as long distance family everybody wants to participate in that
1: <laughs> yes there was there was some pressure from family there was but then uh, uh, for me it was like
0: Uh, I want to give a try at that point I was thinking of
1: okay and maybe if it does not work out it's okay we'll go back to Pune or we'll go back to Bangalore at least I'll get some job there also so that was fine yeah there was a little bit of uh, concerns from immediate family hmm. uh, but uh, i i could i was man- I, I so you were able to, to con- you were
0: able to convince them convince oh, them okay okay fantastic so i guess coming back to the startup that you know you join a particular startup and for personal reasons you know um, you had to you had to come back and take care of the reasons the personal reasons and then you you know chose to even join a smaller startup you know than that yeah. which is which is even taking larger risk true. than that true. so like progressively you're done a salmon journey from very large company to large company to uh, largest startup to a very very emerging startup true true uh, well, in this case, it was not very emerging
1: startup as such, mm. it was again, uh, working since last three years. Mm. Uh, but like
0: employee wise, it was very, yes. very small, yes. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Employee strength is very small. At that time, it was 27, 28 people. Having. Right. So uh, there were a couple of factors for me to decide. The first thing was the domain. Mm. Uh, I was coming back to my own domain that I was very, very comfortable.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Uh, second was the kind of roles and responsibilities that was offered. Hmm. I was supposed to be on my own hmm. given a free hand and uh, the the kind of challenges that I saw in the because I being in the domain for so many years I knew okay this is not gonna be easy hmm. uh, so I could foresee those challenges and when I was on my own I could fairly see that there's nobody to hold my hand I have to be on my own I have to be Motivated, I have to be working, and I have to. It's it's a serious business. Thirdly, uh, I looked at the business side of the uh, the company operations, and I was fairly satisfied that the way they were the the model they were adopting to survive uh, was. I I was convinced by that as well. There was another important factor I would like to, uh, and I considered it seriously. Uh, was the vicinity very close vicinity <laughs> to my home in Pune? So uh, I have my flat in. And uh, this company is also in. Arden. It's hardly two or two kilometers from my my place. I said, Wow! Well, I don't want to waste my time in traveling, commuting.
0: Come that on, makes sense. It makes <laughs> sense. No, no, definitely. So even
1: I, if I'm uh, compromising a little bit here, and there, on any other thing it will it will be compensated already in my in, in my saving in time mm. which i can spend with my family or with my com- company wherever it is fantastic. or with my hobby maybe.
0: fantastic so
1: fantastic there were a lot of yeah thinking and a lot of so of course it was a very very calculated decision it very but it deliberate was a decision made
0: okay interesting so when you joined your current company um you were like for that team, you you know you were employee number one, right? There was there was nobody else, and then you just build this you know from scratch, which is not easy uh, for any company. But of course, you know it's not easy uh, for for startups in general. How did you end up doing that? You know, and how did you end up building the team and finding that what works, what doesn't work, uh, when time is uh, is a luxury you cannot afford?
1: Uh, well, uh, of course, uh, I had to take a little extra effort. Uh, interviewing a lot of people, shortlisting a lot of profiles, interacting with my HR on a regular basis, driving them on to getting correct profiles. Of course, there was a lot of uh, lot of technical discussions which we had, like one on one with everybody. Uh, so there were multiple rounds of interviews we had. Uh, it is a tricky thing. So uh, so we sat uh, and we decided on what is what are the priorities? So we decided on like the first thing that we have, we must have is a very strong technical background for me the technical uh, background which I need for my kind of work was a little different from um, the exactly. others uh, Work, so I said no, I need these easy things. They said fair enough. You test on these these, these things and if you are satisfied we'll go ahead so we hardly used to get out of say 20 people whom i have interviewed for the first round we we could barely get one of one of them uh, for the next round so that was kind of like uh,
0: and out of that one also i'm not sure if they'll be turning up beyond that exactly that's my point right that even if you're able to select one of them there's no guarantee that they're going to join right
1: Um, so slowly and steadily I understood how they are reject- my seniors are rejecting hmm. my manager is rejecting what's his criteria now I I already incorporate those criteria in my interviewing process uh, then we uh, slowly went into you know uh,
0: uh, hiring freshers so we
1: hired some freshers then we got some good like response from them as in, in the terms of working, or the energy that they're bringing in, so now they're slowly going ahead and like hiring more freshers.
0: But you told me that amaz- this amazing story, right? That that you had to kind of go through what 180 yes. interviews or something to find yes. three candidates. Yes. And 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 the the reason for this. Again, this is by no stretch of imagination. Right, going through 180 candidates to find three—it's it's crazy hard. Uh, but the reason you invested so much time, effort, energy, in and money, I'm sure, is that you wanted to have the initial founding team to be the best possible True. as a foundation. True.
1: That's so. Unless we have that,
0: mm.
1: we cannot function. We cannot survive. Mm. We, maybe we'll be surviving for three, three months, six months. Mm. But beyond that point, we cannot afford to lose our resources cheap.
0: But uh, on the other side, as we're talking about, like, you know, like time is a luxury you don't have. And if if it takes six months for you to find, I don't know, two candidates, um, you know, it's okay. It's okay for me. It's okay.
1: Um, See, one bad fish can destroy a complete pond. Mm. I don't want that bad fish in my pond.
0: Interesting. Um, the other approach that in general, you know, you end up seeing is that, that people tend to change the platform, you know, based on the resources they're finding, right? I mean, um, you know, we have done that, right? <laughs> so that we found a good, you know, resource and we'll, we'll we changed our platform decisions, you know, you know, based on that. Have you thought about doing that, or you have stuck to your guns and like this is what it is? And if I find it great, if not, I'll wait.
1: We don't need to do that mm. because uh, fortunately we have enough resources to you know figure out things mm. in the in whatever platforms we are supporting. We have enough resources, good resources.
0: Mm. So, but in the time of crisis, probably
1: no. It comes down to the business. I'll have to pay him whoever I'm bringing in mm. and it is serious business so I cannot just keep uh, you know saying to my client that okay fine I am I lost my resource and I'm hiring a new one and I, I cannot go infinitely to that process okay. so that will stabilize I need
0: my person to be I, I need to be dead sure that okay, I want this mm. interesting and, so there's one thing about hiring the best candidates, right? The other thing is about retaining them. That's the other major challenge. You know, how do you go about making sure that, you know, you're retaining these people and building the culture, right. you know, as part of this core team? Right.
1: Uh, well, culture uh, calls in for a greater effort from HR. Mm. Uh, of course, we are there, we are always a part of the, I mean, I'm not saying that uh, I'm not building the culture, I'm doing that as well. But the, the policies and the ideas come from there, primarily. They do a lot of team building activities. Uh, we have a gong, ah. which we hit. Okay. If, if somebody does a very good thing, he hits, goes and hits a gong. That's fantastic. So, and everybody claps and then we share what we did. Uh, so that is a, it's a small thing. There's nothing great. but then it brings in okay next time I want to hit the gun <laughs> so, uh, people are striving just to hit the gun they are striving hard to work and do something meaningful we have built upon that culture of uh, giving those appreciations everybody does that they are very open on appreciating the other guys so if, uh, if uh, somebody helps somebody he is immediately appreciated in, in next growth meeting you will hear a, a appreciation about that
0: it's fantastic. So
1: uh, those are small things, but uh, uh, to me, I believe uh, I think the biggest thing is communication. Mm. The more you communicate with your team, or in general with everybody else, it's not just about my team that I'm communicating with. I have to communicate, and I have to communicate in regular basis with all the members, whether they are affecting them or not. It doesn't matter. Why? Because only when I do it. The culture is set the other guys of my my the other team members of my team they are motivated to talk to others they see to talking to
0: right. interesting so while our conversation you told me this interesting story about you know um how you keep yourself and team motivated I would love uh, if you can share that with our with uh, that.
1: okay so to me it is like as long as I have challenges hmm. I'm motivated. I have something to do. I wake up every morning just to get solutions to my problems. When I'm sleeping, if I have not solved the problem in the morning, when I wake up, I, it, it always is there in my head. How do I solve the problem today? What should I do? Sometimes, you know, even I can't sleep. Why? Because i am not solving the problem. I have to solve that problem. So as long as I have challenges. It keeps you motivating. Secondly, uh, of course, uh, you have to be in your domain. So I I have defined uh, an area where I need to excel Uh, as long as I'm working towards that target. Mm -hmm. I'm setting those targets and working towards them. I'm motivated. I know where I have to reach five years down the line. You cannot be motivated unless you have your aim, your objective, short term as well as long term. In all terms, what I have to do in uh, one month, six months, a year, five years of life, ten years something life. I have, I have to set those targets and that's that's what keeps me
0: going. What was interesting for me, you know, uh, and apart from that is you said you create challenges for yourself to keep yourself motivated. True. So at times, uh, see our
1: industry is such that today I may have enough of challenges, but tomorrow I may not. In that situation, how do I keep myself motivated? I propose things. I, I squeeze out of time so I know that I can finish off a certain work in six hours. I finish that off and generate ideas on how do I utilize this idea in my domain or how do I. So I do propose a lot of things. So, for example, there's a small thing. We have ID admin in our company, but then I just poke my nose there every now and then. What are you doing? How are you doing this? How are you not doing this? And uh, eventually, we set up the entire Wi-Fi space. He was not able; he was struggling to do that. And we did it. So, creating challenges—yes, it is necessary to keep motivated. It is necessary at times to you know, create our own problems.
0: Fantastic. Well, I think with that, we'll, we'll leave it up here. Thank you so much, Nishita. I mean, you know, coming here and, and speaking with us. It was yeah. my pleasure completely. Thank you.